This is CliffCentral.com. And we are back again with the Gilmore T vibe here on Cliff Central. So remember, every Friday at 1 p.m., we are live. And you can also live stream us on www.cliffcentral.com. So please tell your friends, your grannies, your next door neighbors, even if you don't talk to them, tell them that we are live on Cliff Central. And also your blessers would love for them to listen to the GTWE vibe here on Cliff Central. Or simply download the app on your iOS, your Android, your other phones, your Windows, etc. The application is a Cliff Central. Sorry, Lo. Exciting to have you back in studio. Yeah, I mean, you're always here anyway. You're a resident now. Yeah, I mean, I've been a resident. You've been a resident. Yeah. So I don't know why I have to welcome you back. Yeah, you should stop <laughs> welcoming me. I should wel- stop welcoming you. Yes. So this is the show that you tune into if you want to know anything that's happening about Zimbabwe. Uh, from Zimbabwe, and so the voice is never twisted. It's from us who are the Zimbabweans yeah, running the world. Yeah, no, not people who are actually out there trying to speak on behalf of us. There's a lot of that that has, that has been happening on like, this. Yeah, I mean, people telling us <laughs> Zimbabweans are worried where Robert Mugabe is. Which Zimbabweans? I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. I mean, uh, during that whole time, the whole December time, or November rather, November, December, there was a lot of talk happening. People were reporting about Zimbabwe in Johannesburg, for example example where we broadcast from and some are reporting from uh, Habaron and from Kenya talking about Zimbabwe they're not even Zimbabweans they're not even in the country and that's what we're trying to bridge that gap we exactly. need to give our voice to the world exactly yes so about that let's talk Zim okay so you remember last week we spoke about the Kukura Hundi dialogue that happened in Arale on Thursday and on that Friday before I mean soon after our show we went to attend one which was held here in Mulawayo yes and, sir uh, the whole point was um, the talks were basically about to bring national healing and reconciliation and with speakers such as Dumisa Tabengwa, Elena Sisulu, Sipo Malunga, Ray Mozi, Martin Rupia and Lakimoyo leading the conversation. Very interesting things that I think happened. You also attended though. Yeah, no, I I I I've always been attendance of uh, Kukura only dialogues. Mm-hmm. But what what was the vibe around the whole discussion and what transpired in Black? Well, it was very short though, like three hours or something like that. Yeah, it was. I, I think uh, what I liked about it was especially the point that Sipo Malunga made mm. that uh, for the first time, uh, as concerns Kukura Hundi. Uh, they are trying people are trying to engage the victims of course people have been engaging the victims for a long time it's just that if NGOs aren't aware of that it's, yeah. like it's not happening yes but which I is what Quantum Klanga also was highlighting pointed out why are yeah. you acting like you're the first ones to come and talk about this we have been talking about Kukrahundi but all of a sudden because you bring people into a fancy hotel you feed people you think you're the first ones to do that to doing that for me I liked his point of view because everyone else seemed seem to be in like in this one land and here comes Quantum Klanga just boom well, that for me was, was this an interesting is, highlight no? this is a huge problem we've always had with a lot of conversations that we have in Zimbabwe yeah, yeah. as soon as academics hijack it they make it look like they're the first ones you've got ordinary people on the ground mm. these are could, could be artists or people in the community whatever moving forward with things with movements with yes, conversations yes, yeah. trying to 
get to the root causes, trying to heal, reconcile, mm-hmm. trying to do through multiple platforms. And as soon as the NGOs and academics, come you in. know, come <laughs> in, suddenly they want to make it look like, because they have money. So, and they also have the, they have manifested, but they also have the platforms and other resources to make it more visible. No, because if you have money, you're going to buy you a hotel. The world. You the world. <laughs> you know, you're going to buy all of Twitter to talk about it. You're going to, you know, that kind of thing. But then, yes, the fact that it was happening for me was a plus. Yes, yes. You know, the fact that it's visible on that level, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was a plus. Yeah. I, I think... We really need to be having, regardless of who's involved. But of course, like Con pointed out, mm-hmm. it's been happening without you guys with the degrees, the hotel guys with the monies, and the food and, and, the, and the food and the fancy <laughs> stuff. You yeah. know. And one other important point was when he mentioned that you know you're talking to the wrong people. Mm. We know mm. what Kukuraundi is. We know how it affected. Exactly. Us. We are the victims. So we're preaching right? to the choir. So why not go back? To the perpetrators, the guy in high office, the guys in high office, yeah. and talk to them yeah, yeah, and have yeah. them come down now so we can talk perpetrator to victim. So that is what's missing missing right now because we're simply preaching to the choir. We're talking to the exactly. victims. We're talking we know we know about this. So it's like someone coming to your house and telling you that oh your watch is like this, oh your couch is like this. You know, you already I live know. with the watch and the exactly, couch. Exactly, exactly. You know, that kind of thing. So I really think Kondim Changa is a hero for that. Yeah, no, uh, I should be for a that. national hero. <laughs> You know, yeah, no, I, I think he's done so much in, you know, documenting and portraying the voice of Zimbabwe. Obviously. Yes, yeah. the voice of the oppressed and the minority communities mm. and all that. And just as an artist. Yeah, no, he has. And also mm. talking about artists, we, we had, uh, Owen Masego, who also was arrested some time back for yes. actually doing mm. visuals, uh, because he's a visual artist, vi- doing visuals on the Kukurahundian exhibition, mm-hmm. and he was arrested, meaning already we've been addressing People this have issue. been from long back, you get the, uh, um, Twagas, the guys who been yep. arrested for high treason, you get the petrol, because you get a lot of other movements that some I don't know because I was too young mm-hmm. when they were happening, mm-hmm. 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 you know, and, and the likes, and suddenly, Academics come in. Let's can't put it because we <laughs> eat No, I really, I really approach. But I, I wanted to have a conversation with him, and then soon after he had disappeared. I think after the, the conversation, he disappeared. He went. Yeah, no, because he, he has away. a long drive to, to yeah. basically where he lives, and it was now already dark. Yeah, and we were actually live tweeting uh, on behalf of Cliff Central. Mm-hmm. So those that were following the hashtag Gukrahundi, they managed to see what was happening in Zimbabwe. And if you were in South Africa, in the UK, whatever uh, place you stay in, uh, you will also manage to follow the conversation. Because it's not only about um, Zimbabweans, but we have so many genocides that are happening. But exactly. then the idea of this whole uh, discussion is how do people heal from that? How do we bring about reconciliation and national healing when something like that happens in your country or in your spaces? Oh, is that that's a question? No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> so actually, as for today, the 19th of January, the president, the new president of Zimbabwe has been in office for 56 days. And uh, he recently announced the much-anticipated the much uh, elections. He says that they'll be taking place in four to five months in Zimbabwe. And uh, they're going to be free and fair. Have we ever had free and fair elections in Zimbabwe? Do we ever have free and fair elections anywhere in the world, actually? Uh, it's well, just an illusion, I think. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe some people have free and fair elections. Are you sure? Yeah, there's a, a certain communities that are advanced in 
you know, their electing skills. <laughs> you know, but, uh, well, for Zim, I don't know, maybe these could be free and fair. Okay. Just, I, I think a lot of people are just skeptic of the soldiers standing by the president's side, you know. Yeah, no, but there seem to be so many generals that are being given positions in, in this new government, and a lot of people are like, oh, what are we going to have, a military government, or what's going on? No, but as much as I don't agree as well, I think I understand. Okay, what do you understand? In the sense, for example, you look at this whole cool thing, and until now, mm-hmm. is you get a scenario where we're still confused about that. These guys are saying, what I understand is these guys are saying to Robert Mkabe, you know, we've done all this work for you. We've been here since day one, uh-huh. and suddenly you don't have us at heart, okay. like Usu Slasha. And so I, I think at the end of the day. It was very important for them because when they were fighting mm-hmm. the liberation struggle, those who were there and all that, mm-hmm. there were promises. So, so is this like fulfilling the promises? Like I, I suppose promises? they've decided, you know what, this old man wouldn't fulfill. He was prepared to then pass on the nation to other people. Mm-hmm. And yet those of us who've been there from day one who so, brought this nation about. So uh, this is a graduation process for the country? Like, uh, hello, 10 years, you've been working so hard, but granting your position. I mean, is that how it works or it has to be well, there has to be some credibility to it? I, I think, yes, there has to be, definitely. Uh, but like, some of the people who are actually in the army there mm-hmm. are well-skilled. I mean, uh, regardless, I don't know much, like, uh, I was... During the cool days, I was introduced to SP Moyo. Yeah. I didn't know anybody called SP Moyo before that. Okay. And now when I get to hear about him and what I found out about, find out about him, mm. he's a very intelligent and well-learned somebody. So is it some, in some way, are we sort of like just shining the light on those that we're supposed to be receiving the light or we're just giving away prizes to people? No, it, it shouldn't have to be giving. Still, I go back to constitutionalism of things and all yeah, that, yeah, yeah. where, you know, if there's a post that's supposed to be advertised for in every Zimbabwean applies, who feels yes, qualified to yes, apply. Yes. But I'm not too sure how posts in politics and government Word. work, mm-hmm. because there's been a lot of hand-picking in Zimbabwe. Yeah, Willy-nilly, Robert Mugabe put, removed people and put people in the way he wants so maybe according to the constitution that's the right way to go about it oh, is this maybe we maybe, are just complaining maybe, maybe. you know when he decides let me reshuffle but uh, you know when you even talk about that it's just not even happening just in politics in Zimbabwe everywhere else our parastatals exactly the government owned companies uh, the broadcastings the media they've been reshuffling like for the past I don't know months uh, just in one month there's like about Four reshuffles, if not three reshuffles. We're trying to keep up. We're trying to keep up with the Kardashians. We're trying to keep up with Zimbabwe. We're trying to keep up with so many things. Trying to, yeah, trying to keep up with the reshuffles. <laughs> <laughs> we have a reality show on that one. Trying to keep up with the reshuffles. <laughs> <laughs> and in another, another news on a said not uh, the founding movement of democratic change treasurer Roy Burnett and his wife Heather died this Thursday, which is yesterday, in a helicopter crash in Canada. So mm-hmm. um, MTCT Vice President Nelson Chamisa told. Times Live that the opposition has lost a gallant son who wanted to see a new Zimbabwe. Uh, he went on to say he was a true democratic and really wanted to see, uh, he was a true democrat and really wanted to see the push for a free Zimbabwe. He said people's Democratic Party leader Tendai Biti also took on to social media to express his dismay. 
very sad. Yeah, it's sad when people pass on, it's mm. going to be sad. Rape and I think is the way Zimbabwe sort of like portrayed the opposition. Mm. Uh, I, I, I always have this picture of rape and angry. I don't remember when yeah, he was shouting yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. They put him out on the news. That's media. Like that. the That's media. media. Like <laughs> each time his name is mentioned, I get that picture of him shouting at somebody yeah. in parliament or something. Uh-huh. But he's a gallant son, like they're saying, he's a gallant son of Zimbabwe. And by the way, Zimbabwe is just not for the black people. There's also white people, Indians, that are born in this country. So I don't know. Yeah, I saw I mean, someone saying, actually, hold that. Mm. I saw a tweet on this young man called uh, Daniel Lasca. He's a videographer, actor, whatever. Um, and he's a white young man, born and raised in Zimbabwe, has never known any place besides Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. He put out a very nice picture of uh, Matopos. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he tweeted saying, My home, blah, 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 blah. And then this guy comes and says, uh, How can you call it your home? How can you even call it your home? And then it's like, it's my home because this is where I was born, this is where I was raised, this is where my family comes from. Like, no, you're white, you're not supposed to 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 to, to claim Bla as your home. So it's the same, I, a lot of people think that way, and it's the same thing when you say uh, Roy Bennett, everyone just said, ah, you're British, go back to the to England. But he's a gallant son of Zimbabwe. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you, you, you are going to get such uh, thinking and such minds mm. if as a nation... We don't go through this, you know. Zimbabwe went from independence to all these genocides and atrocities and unfree and fair elections and all this <laughs> crap to economic meltdown. People never got a time to sit down and realign and look at who's Zimbabwe and what, how do we define this thing called Zimbabwe and exactly. what does it encompass to, to actually create that definition for ourselves. Mm. That way we get to understand the diversity that it also carries. Yeah, yeah. Because you've got a lot of people from the DRC and from all these uh, countries in the north and west and east of Africa who actually live in Zimbabwe and are Zimbabwean fully. And they've been here for a very They've been here time. for a very long time. I, I think from Malawi? Malawi, South everywhere, yeah. you know. Uh, you, you've got a lot of these people mm. and yet you can find, you will find a Zimbabwean out there yeah. who doesn't know that. Uh, uh. So we also think Zimbabwe education. is brought down to Debele and Shona. Yeah, and even yeah, within Debele's it's skeptic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, no, someone says to me, ah, you guys need to go back to Guazulu Natal. I'm like, okay, you know, wow. Wow, like, okay. Hello. No Zulus want known the really out there. <laughs> exactly, because we left there. Um, this gentleman from some uh, TV station was like, oh, you and Devele are um, outcast of the Zulus. This is when we met in Washington, D.C. So I was like, oh, wow. That's nice. Um, that's very nice of you to say and uh, yes because people don't know and if we don't teach one another we don't teach people these histories mm. we're going to face that problem of, of i mean it's the same thing we are quick to point fingers at americans yeah when americans are not understanding uh, understanding okay what are these what are all these other colors of people doing in our country yeah you yeah. don't know how countries are diverse. Some of these countries were actually built by people of color. Especially Many the of United them. States of exactly. America. That's why it's called the United States of America. I don't know. Is that why they called it that? Because it's made up of so many I mean, states and obviously it's also made up of so many different people of Diversity, color. Diversity, I'm just pulling your leg or whatever it is. You, you can, can pull, pull my toe, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's the thing. So you, we, ha- we have that all over the world. We have people in Zim here mm. who you know 
are narrow-minded about the diversity of Zimu, yeah, who yeah. qualifies as Zimbabwe. Yeah. And we, in 2018, we should not be having that conversation anywhere in the world. We should people not. should we know, should. people should be up to speed. Listen, we are diverse as a species, and people belong here just as much as they belong anywhere else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and case closed in a discussion, let's build economies. Let's and let's move other, forward. Let's move forward. All this backward talk was supposed to be done in the 60s, K, and we finished. <laughs> but we can still not ignore some of this talk because yes, we have allow to us now. to move forward. Yes. So the conversation, I mean, when they spark conversation like this on social media platforms, it's very important for people to also engage and air out their views and if we also have a conversation that has sparked some conversation, some debate on, on social media, please hashtag us at GTWE5 and tweet Umelapi and tweet at GilmoTWE and also the station at ChrisCentral.com. We'd love to hear from you. Let's jump into the, you know, the opposition. With all this happening with the opposition, um, do we have anyone contesting? Because we're talking about elections happening in four to five months. Uh, do we actually have any strong parties contesting and uh, I mean, how have we dealt with the registration of those that are living in the diaspora, like many Zimbabweans that are outside? Have we dealt with that in terms of trying to, uh, you know, like accommodate them to vote and also for their votes to be heard? I think the last I read, uh, it was said, you know, people in the diaspora will have to come down here on election day and vote. Uh, the chaos, though. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I get how. We, we can have a lot of measures, you know, to try and accommodate everybody else. Like mm-hmm. in other countries, people are, are voting in, a, you know, like if you are in the diaspora and you're from a certain country, mm-hmm. you go and vote at the embassy. In That's the what I was thinking we would do as Zimbabwe, because the same mm-hmm. way we're doing the biometric registration, which is more digital and up to date, which took me five minutes to do when I went to register. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking we could also use the same way systems to actually allow people to vote because i mean imagine how many zimbabwe's will come we have like the the, the airports clogging and not being functional and yeah, but looking at how small the airports Air are zimbabwe. the small money for for Air zimbabwe but how many zimbabweans are out there also though there's so many of them to even come down more money for Air zimbabwe. we want to build an economy but where, where do we accommodate these people when they come into our homes now we have to be making space for them because some of these relatives have been away for 20 years <laughs> I don't want to make room like for who are you by the way like I don't even know these people I don't even talk to them <laughs> so they should just be allowed to vote possibly the embassies I mean the, we need to look into it big time embassies yes, should definitely. be the center. I think people I, I'm not sure how registration of the people in the diaspora or as Zimbabwe created diasporians mm-hmm. uh, works or worked because mm-hmm. I like to believe people have registered by now. Yeah. Uh, but I think it would have been important for everybody everywhere to be able to go to an embassy and register. Yes. And be able to go to an embassy and vote. Yeah. And hoping that the embassies also can take up this because every time I, I travel, which I think everyone should do, is when you travel to a, to a new country, you need to make sure you always check in with your embassy. And uh, that's just courtesy call because just in case something happens to you in a new country, mm-hmm. they are the first ones to assist you because you're a citizen. That's your home. But every time I go to the embassies, they are not in good state, and I don't even. I doubt they'll be able to even. Uh, they have the capacity to start thinking about having people registering. I mean, voting in their in their premises and things like that. Well, it's a new dispensation. I like to think uh, the new minister for for foreign affairs and. 
So you're challenging the Minister of Foreign, Foreign Affairs? Yeah, I mean, I like to think he's well capable. All right. Who's and the Minister of Foreign Affairs? Because I'm trying to catch up. SP Moyo. I've been talking about SP Moyo. You are a Moyo and you don't even know. No, but SP Moyo, uh, the ambassador has. SP Moyo. It's like yes. SP Moyo. SP Moyo. The like general. The guy who gave us the speech. Oh, wow. That guy is a hero. <laughs> <laughs> For delivering the speech. <laughs> On the ZP. <laughs> no, I mean, like, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's a new challenge. Oh. And I like to think uh, he has the capability. I mean, I've done my research mm-hmm. and. You are a big fan. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a, you yeah, know, from what I'm finding in my research, yeah. I'm actually. You know, a fan and yes. Yeah, so I like to think, you know, they have a tall task at hand, mm-hmm. but they have to. It should be a call to challenge. I'm challenging them yes. to sort this out. Uh-huh. You know, we can't be the part of every embassy <laughs> joke around the world. Zimbabwe no, is a very yeah. rich country. Yeah. Zimbabwe is a is a lot of very forward-thinking individuals and team workers and builders and. I mean, our embassy needs, embassies just need to be... No, they, need, they need to be up to date because some exactly. of them have like Makundu uh, and urine smelling, like red urine you know. smelling. And then when you walk in there, there's like a brick. Not that we're trying to belittle our embassies. No, no, no. I mean, but, but it's it, it sad, the reality that you that's, find that's when, you, you, when find. you get there, you know. And uh, ambassadors as well, I mean, don't they host like teas and, and cocktail cocktails and there like and... You know that kind of thing. So the idea is, you have to see as a person. You also see you live in a home and you see, you know, this this brick, yeah, you know, it's falling yeah, apart. Yeah. Let me, you know, act on it. Let me figure out, find how to, you know, to keep a rotten carpet. <laughs> That's. <laughs> Right, and those couches that we're gonna touch on some uh, just later on in the show, you know, those very old couches with my lambos, like clothes, uh, like it's on. like 1954. You know, <laughs> like it, it's, it's like this after a certain nuclear holocaust. Or something like that. <laughs> All right, if you have been to any of our embassies, do you think they have the capacity to actually get uh, people to come through and register uh, and actually vote uh, to be part of these uh, elections that are coming in four to five months? Let us know on our social media platforms. You already know the hashtags. We love to hear from you. So keep your thumbs busy on your phone. So with so many things unfolding this year, I wonder what the direction of the Zimbabwean economy is. I mean, we have the president uh, uh, approaching international communities and having conversations with them. That's basically in trying to bring about some sort of like change to our economy, like a positive change per se. And you've got a lot of young people that have been hustling and that have been partaking in this entrepreneurship. That you have universities such as Lupane State University taking up a, a, a degree uh, on entrepreneurship. So it's something that is now being recognized. But do we have enough of that being recognized? And what are your thoughts, Torelo, on um, the direction of our economy currently and with all this happening? Well, I, I think with me and uh, many Zimbabweans, it's hope we like to see our... You're trying to be Jonathan Moe wants to speak on all, on behalf behalf of, of all Zimbabweans. Zimbabweans. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm doing the Jonah. So, yeah, I mean, we'd like to see our economy go up. We've been waiting for this to happen mm-hmm. since 99, mm-hmm. since the first initial announcement that the Zim dollar is going to crash. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so, I mean, we try and keep positive. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep positive. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at things and I, I, I'm seeing with this new dispensation, as much as politically I might disagree with a lot, mm-hmm. I still want the best for the country. Yeah, we do. Everybody and, does. You know, and uh, because of that, 
I've been watching here and there, like mm-hmm. we're talking about SP Moyo, uh, about uh, a couple of weeks back, mm-hmm. I came across a tweet, mm-hmm. a tweet by the... By him, he's also on Twitter like the... No, 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 no. Okay. It's a tweet by the undersecretary mm-hmm. of uh, the Commonwealth. Yep, yep. You know, uh, it's a uh, Simon McDonald. Okay. What was yeah, Simon so he, 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 was, he was on a what you call it on a tour of Southern Africa. He had planned a tour of Southern Africa. Yes. This is how we put it. And then as soon as Zimbabwe changed the government mm-hmm. and everything, he included Zimbabwe in the tour. In his tour. Oh, that's cool. So that's what he put up on Twitter. People can find this. And so he put up this picture of himself. This is tweeted. Good discussion with Foreign Minister Moyo about reintegrating Zimbabwe into international community mm-hmm. and normalizing relationship with UK, new dispensation, new possibilities at UK in Zimbabwe. Oh, I saw, I actually, is this not the Simon that I saw at the National Gallery? The Because there's a Simon who's touring Zimbabwe who's from the UK, UK government, whatever. Maybe it's him, or maybe it's not him. Anyway, maybe I, I don't know, but I know he had a a meeting, he was in Harare at a meeting he actually took a picture mm-hmm. in SP Moyo's office mm. he took one picture at the international Robert M. International Airport yeah. and then he moved on to Joburg uh. so I mean, because of such things, and you know the UK and the Commonwealth have been one niggling point when it comes to Zimbabwe yeah. and the economy moving forward, mm. and suddenly you've got the undersecretary you know, ironing certain things out there. He's the one tweeting new possibilities, new discussions. Which is good, and it's not, uh, you know, SP. As a, yes. So, as a Zimbabwean, uh, I think it, 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 it might, I don't know where this is going to lead, mm-hmm. because also being in Zimbabwe, all this, you, you can't be too happy about anything until yeah. you, but you can only hope, you see so. the actual results. But yeah. the hope is, I mean, it's we good. are the most hopeful people ever. You know, and, but I, and now, I think the time for talk is up. This has been 56 days since yeah. the new president's so been in. Action. It's uh, 44 days to 100 days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, we've been talking about possibilities, so talking about what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we really need to put practical things, yeah. tangible things on the ground. Yeah, we need to be very practical and just uh, remove this whole theory and just talk and talk and talk. Zimbabweans like talking. We love gatherings. We love meetings. We love discussions. Just love uh, platforms. Even yesterday, the president was talking. Was at the road to Davos talks with the global community shapers or something. In Arari, they, it was just sort of like highlighting Summit, his, yes. uh, young people about you know what he's, he's going to take to Davos and also taking questions from them. And I mean, we can't neglect that young people in Zimbabwe have been hustling, and that's why entrepreneurship has actually been redefined in Zimbabwe because you find that a lot of people are making use of their skills or things that they know. Some of them, you started to be a doctor, but that's not what you're actually doing now. So entrepreneurship has really taken the role in Zimbabwe, and possibly that could actually help build the economy in Zimbabwe if it's if some focus is put on it. Yes, definitely focus, proper guidance, because also we can't uh, take this hustling and make it run an economy mm. you know at the end of the day most of these hustles came out of a desperation to survive yeah, yeah. not really because it's what I want to be doing it's what I've got a skill for some of us had to figure out things as you go mm. you wing it uh, but now we've done good we've actually managed to sustain 
whatever little is there of the economy to keep the country going, to keep ourselves going. But the reason why we keep talking about economic growth is because we know we can be better. We yeah, can be yeah. way, way better. The country can be way, way better because of the natural resource we have here, because of the human resource we have here, because of everything that we've got. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we'd love to hear from those people that have been very active in terms of uh, building the economy of Zimbabwe. So one of them is Shinki Munyeza, who's a Zimbabwean businessman who in 2008 became the chief executive officer of African Sun Limited. Uh, hospitality company in Africa. He's right. actually one of the most active people. He was listed as Zimbabwe's top 10 uh, business entrepreneurs alongside Strive Masiwa, James Makamba, uh, Divine Lugula, and so on. So we also spoke to him. We caught up with him and he had also some contributions on his thoughts on entrepreneurship and where the economy of Zimbabwe is going. And um, Apart from him, we spoke to Takunda Chingozo, who was listed as Forbes 30 under 30 and is a founder of tech startup SciSci. He has interviewed former U.S. President Barack Obama and is a founding member of the collaborative working space of entrepreneurs called the Tech Village. He's actually very way forward in terms of his thinking and uh, the way he does things. So we wanted to get their perspectives besides Swadidos and myself mm-hmm. and um, just their take on where our, our economy is going in Zimbabwe. And this is some of what the things that they had to say. Zimbabwe is at a very exciting stage where Serious entrepreneurs need to actually have a, a, a rethink um, and a refocus on the potential that Zimbabwe has. We have a new government, we have a new leadership that is clearly addressing those aspects of business and the economy that an entrepreneur is excited to pursue. So the narrative of Zimbabwe has changed, there is hope. Uh, the resources that Zimbabwe has, starting with its human resources, are there. Uh, the natural resources are there. The weather is great. Its geographical location also makes it uh, uh, pivotal in accessing the regional markets. So Zimbabwe is, uh, is uh, poised for some exciting times ahead. We need to just get over the hump of elections deal and sort out once and for all the aspect of the rule of law and legitimacy of the sitting government after what happened in November uh, 2017. So from a perspective of entrepreneurship, uh, I think that if there was a time that one seriously thinks about Zimbabwe, it is now. And I think that the world out there is also considering Zimbabwe and having a fresh look. I think the biggest thing that we should try and do is and make information more um, um, accessible. When you talk about people who are looking at Zimbabwe and trying to understand what's happening, there are all these assumptions of what Zimbabwe is like, right? When you look at, uh, even when it comes to the whole ease of doing business, it's all about the perception, whether people feel confident enough to come and invest, whether the young people feel confident enough uh, in trying to start their businesses or, or if they'll just you know, not do it because they fear and they believe that you know they are going to be a good number of challenges and so if we begin to make that information more publicly available um you know it becomes easier to try and build the business it becomes clear that there is more certainty and with its certainty comes actual growth right very interesting take especially when you touch on the world looking into zimbabwe i think there's been a lot of attention in terms of potential investors potential partners that might want to work with zimbabwe because i feel like for many years uh, the zimbabwe is a country had, had 
uh, Mugabe as a face and m- many people didn't like Mugabe mm-hmm. as a president so you'll find that even when you travel people ask you stupid questions like oh so how is, how is Robert Mugabe how is Grace yeah, like, like he was there you know there. <laughs> like he was my uncle who stays in the same house <laughs> with me or he was, he was my next door neighbor so you get all those weird questions all the time about Robert Mugabe and uh, I mean I understand because he was the face of Zimbabwe and and even I think he now, tormented them in their dreams. Yeah. So, so maybe with the new face just uh, representing the country, there's going to be a lot of um, people coming into the country and possibly helping but us. But now that's grow. the thing is uh, one of the big problems with Zimbabwe mm-hmm. was that of faces. Mm-hmm. You know, you shouldn't look at a country and see somebody's face. Mm-hmm. You know, because the country is everybody else, not just this one person who's been elected or who's put themselves into the presidency. But then it always happens even now, look at Donald Trump talking all these uh, BS things on, on, on you know, but, on media. But I don't think, I don't think yes, Donald Trump is the president of America, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's the face of America. Okay. America has the face of, of America is, is Nicki Minaj's backside, no? No, that's not the face. That's the backside. <laughs> <laughs> because people know Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 countries should have a lot of faces. Uh-huh. You look at South Africa, you don't just think, you, do, you are going to think Jacob Zuma, mm-hmm. but you're going to think a whole lot. I know you love Devon. Yeah. You're, that's what, that's why I think face. Devon. I think uh, Cape you Town. Know, somebody loves Cape Town. Mm. Somebody loves something else about yeah. South Africa. Somebody loves the BMWs. Somebody mm-hmm. thinks you have Anjunkuns and things like that. So a country has many faces. Yeah. It should have many faces. But then it's, I guess it's well branded also. Yes. They're, they're well branded. And we need that in Zimbabwe. Actually, we, we need, need to talk about this on mm-hmm. the show. I think we have so many things to talk about. Yes. Issues of branding the country because I think we've dismally failed in terms of just branding our country. We which could be the next step in, in trying to really reshape and grow our economy. Mm. It's less brand. Let's make every. Dagunda talk, spoke about you know how you know perception. People need to be comfortable. Yeah, need, they need to, to. to come and invest. They need to know mm-hmm. you know their investments are going to be protected. Mm. It, 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 it's a comfortable situation in which to do business, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things this new uh, government has been trying to preach. You know. In his speech, one of the things Nangabo said, ED, President ED, was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, Zimbabwe was open for business. Mm-hmm. Them scrapping off the 5149 on a lot of things is accommodating. You know, they are trying to say, you know, your investment is safe. Yeah, Come yeah. through. We are also working on the political side, but they spoke of legislation, mm. which means they are saying, no, the yeah. things that Takunda... Uh, uh, highlighted, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. you need that, and and the branding then tells people, listen, this is a comfortable space. You spoke about mm. nice weather. Mm. We spoke about nice weather. Yeah, Shingi was talking about Shingi, the nice weather, nice which weather, nice I mean, everything. he's into to, he mm. was into tourism for many years, and I think that's one area that needs to be posted in Zimbabwe. We need to be able yes. to document Zimbabwe. People need to go on the online and say Zimbabwe and get adequate information because it says there's lack of information. The thing is, if you document Zimbabwe, you get trolled like. Like, uh, because Zimbabwe, who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> no, but either way, we need to tell our stories in Zimbabwe because Definitely when you Google no, Zimbabwe, yeah. you don't see anything. Someone actually, I mm. met someone at the gallery. This guy is from the UK. He says that the only thing I saw about Zimbabwe was just tankers and uh, people dying. But I'm shocked. This is how things look like. No, no, but that, 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 that's what he was also looking for. You Maybe know? that's what he finds on the internet. 
that's what he was also looking for because there was no way you were not going to see Grace Mugabe. <laughs> <laughs> She's a tanker. <laughs> well, if you put it that way. No, but either way, what we're challenging is uh, our government and our new um, whoever is, can take this up is that we need to be able to just document Zimbabwe at the same time to exactly. allow people to get more brand. information so mm-hmm. that they can come in here. Uh, yes, that's brilliant. Thank you for creating mm-hmm. that. So that people can feel comfortable to come into Zim and actually um, invest in the country. But then with many African countries venturing into tech or energy or cryptocurrencies in, in the effort to turn their economies around, what direction do you think Zimbabwe should take for fast and guaranteed economic growth? What direction do you think we should take? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I mean, cryptocurrency is the next booming thing. Mm. You know, uh, it's making its mark. I first heard of cryptocurrency some years back. Yeah. Ignored it like any sensible Zimbabwe would do. And then now <laughs> it's, its value is really grown up. Yeah. I mean, it's really gone like making from close to nothing, mm-hmm. less than a cent. Mm-hmm. If, if Bitcoin used to cost less than a cent when it first came out, mm-hmm. now it's well, well around uh, 10,000 mark. Yeah, we need to get someone to actually come and explain this because I'm also trying to understand this whole bit. No, but thing. no one explained it to anybody else. I mean, mm. people were researching and learning them online. I know a couple of friends who are really into this and are really crazy about it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. So, cryptocurrency, although for me, being a, a Zimbabwean, I can't trust anything virtual. No, much. you can't, you can't. Because I you have know? also done that. What's called the triple M and my money disappeared. You know? Yeah. But now Kenya went into energy mm. on a huge scale. Mm-hmm. That also is a huge contributor to economies mm-hmm. and uh, all that. Yeah. Uh, some people are venturing into tech. Look at how the United States invested in a generation of tech wizards. Yeah. And today's yeah. billionaires are virtual billionaires. They are. Mark yeah. Zuckerberg. Yeah. Uh, the Google guy, the yeah. Amazon guy, the Netflix guy, yeah. whom I should know by name, but I don't. The WhatsApp guy, <laughs> the, uh, you know, all, all, all these things and an investment into mm-hmm. that. That, that for me, that was a positive move, mm-hmm. where they move from tangible to virtual stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And now you've got those guys. Now, even in America, there are two brothers who became the first Bitcoin billionaires. Oh yeah, you know, recently. So it goes to show that side is also. Coming it's up, bombing is bombing. you know, and things like that. So I think the, the wizards in this field. I'm not a wizard in any but of this field. We have a wizard here, Takunda, and yes. we asked him this, and then he also had quite a few things to highlight on that. So we'd love to hear what he has to, what he actually thinks about this. I think when it comes to the direction that we should take as uh, Zimbabwe, um, I think the first port of call is clarifying all the myths and all the unclear things around our economy. So making sure that policies are well understood and well communicated, that investors understand what is going on and if they come and invest, what will happen to that investment? Is it secure? Is it guaranteed that whatever means of return they're expecting will actually come through? I think that is the first thing that we should try and do. Secondly, I think looking at where the rest of the world has gone. So Zimbabwe has largely been um, primary industry-driven economy and so we need to start looking at um, adding value to those industries so whether it's yes you talked about energy and technology uh, technology in itself i feel has applications in almost every other industry in zimbabwe and so as young people as people who are trying to build businesses we should start looking at how we can value add and bring efficiencies to these um, industries 
and as well as bringing efficiencies to the systems and the policies that are supposed to govern the way and the, the way that we do business in those spaces. Well, as far as um, growing the economy using the tech and energy or cryptocurrencies, um, my view is that Zimbabwe is coming from way out there, from a, a very, uh, very deep hole. We need to be realistic with ourselves that um, what was destroyed in 37 years is not going to be sorted out over a couple of months or a couple of years. So there are certain fundamentals that have to be in place to deal with uh, sustainable economic growth. Um, and so, yes, we can also not afford to continue with archaic technology. Uh, so we need to embrace technology at its very best. The good thing about technology is that once you embrace it, it becomes friendly to you. If you don't, it becomes very aggressive and it becomes your enemy to growth or to progress. So I think that uh, Zimbabwe needs to embrace uh, technology in all aspects. For example, e-commerce should be the in thing that government should um, uh, pronounce and activate immediately. Uh, E-Gov and in itself, or, uh, it will um, root out corruption. And then we go to cryptocurrencies. I'm very traditional in some of these things. Uh, whilst I think that that's a new development, I'm very cautious, so I'm not going to comment about cryptocurrencies. I've not invested in it. I do not like to invest in it in the, in the foreseeable future until I see uh, who governs this whole thing. Because the issue is that it has no law around it. So it's, it's everybody jumps in and uh, the market uh, participates or the market begins to form its direction. So I'm very concerned about that. Um, so yes, um, so the way forward is to try and find ways of leapfrogging without um, uh, assuming that certain things must be ignored. We have got to build very consistently. <laughs> Like Shinga, I'm also not very much fascinated. I mean, I'm fascinated by cryptocurrency and things like that, all these virtual things, but I'm very skeptic about it. Like, do you put money? Because the last time I put money, I lost money on some platform that just froze and all of a sudden, and it was operated by people. So you'd come together, put in money, and you control it, blah, 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 blah. I feel like this is almost the same thing, and I'm not... I'm not really keen on it. I'm just looking from afar. <laughs> well, you're not a victim of a pyramid scheme. <laughs> no, it wasn't a pyramid scheme. Maybe right. it was a pyramid scheme, actually. No, this is the thing. This is why Zimbabwe uh, needs to go through a, a truth and re- a healing and reconciliation, uh, not just with the genocide and stuff and political violence, mm-hmm. but with every aspect. Mm-hmm. You had a year where people had money in the bank. They are... Uh, livelihoods and everything uh-huh. and suddenly Gideon Kono puts banks under a curatorship or yeah. something whatever that was and people lost their money yeah people did you had my my grandfather started his insurance when I was born in 1983 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in 2008 uh, foreign currency came in his with the inflation and everything his money was next to nothing and everything just somebody, disappeared. Things just disappeared. Yeah. This is a lifetime of insurance. But now and somebody just anything. gets $4,000. Mm, no $4,000. is somebody who's... And my grandfather was a very elite somebody, so he was paying the high look, end. Look at yourself. Of, 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 of <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So this is what I'm saying, where people aren't trusting. Yeah, when I it know. comes to this, Zimbabwe is ruined our 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 instinct 
to go. Mm-hmm. You know, business is a risk. It's an investment. When you invest in something, yeah, you don't a, know whether it will give you returns. Yeah, you don't yeah, know whether yeah. it won't. You just do it because you have a dream, you have an idea, you have... It's, it's, it's instinct, right? Yeah, true. And yet... That has been killed in almost all of us. I think we've had such a rough uh, relationship, so our trust issues is very, 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 very low. Bad. I mean, like, some of us joined maybe ten years later. We went into that marriage ten years later. Yes. And for 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 the whole twenty seven to twenty eight years, we've been in such a rough relationship. So our trust issues are very so the, bad the, when it comes the, to Zimbabwe. The, the Ministry of Finance, the, the the government, the Ministry of Finance, the Reserve Bank mm-hmm. have a tall task in trying to you know, rebuild the people's trust yeah, so that true. people can invest well because it doesn't help us as a country also to have people keeping their money in mattresses again. Mm. We are trying to rebuild an economy which means we should be yeah, injecting yeah. funds back exactly, into the economy, exactly. keep okay. them circulating. It doesn't help us that uh, the government, the previous government, or is it still some people in the same government <laughs> would, Start this spending thing just to get foreign currency away yeah, from people. Exactly. It doesn't help us that they yeah. introduce bond notes just to get foreign currency away from people. Mm. And Chombo and them were being found with $10 million in their houses when people had US no money. Dollars. So try and think how people are skeptic and untrusting and, yeah. you know, really trying to hold on to whatever little money that is valuable that they have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so it's, we are going to have this problem that she is highlighting, that you are highlighting. Like I'm, yeah. I'm saying, I mean, any sensible Zimbabwean honestly would ignore anything virtual. Yeah. But I'm, this is not the way to be. This is not yeah, the we way need to, to go. We, we are missing out on a lot. So uh, my, next, my next question, actually, rather, is there a place for cryptocurrency in Zimbabwe? I would like to find out. Gentlemen, what do you think? I'm not sure whether there is a place for cryptocurrencies in Zimbabwe because in itself, it's just a preserver of value. Um, and uh, it offers opportunities for externalization. So I think right now we need more liquidity. We need uh, to trade. We need to be able to buy um, tomatoes in the streets, um, uh, wherever they are sold. Um, so we, I, I'm not sure that that will be the medium of exchange to grow our economy. So I'm very doubtful that it should be the, the, one of the things that we must uh, embrace. I'm very skeptical about it, so I'm not the best person to comment on that. Is there a place for cryptocurrencies in Zimbabwe? I believe that there is. I mean, we're always talking about how we are part of this global village and how we're beginning to drive the digital economy. Uh, And so I think there definitely is a space uh, and a place for uh, cryptocurrencies in Zimbabwe. I think it's just a bit unfortunate that most people are beginning to adopt them or are getting to know about cryptocurrencies because of the recent surge in prices. And most people, you know, are just getting into them because they're looking at them as a means of making, uh, you know, a quick buck, uh, which is not always the case. When you look at them, you know, most of your financial institutions aren't so crazy about the decentralized currencies themselves. However, they are loving the underlying technology that powers your cryptocurrencies, and that is the blockchain. And this is so because there are a lot of other applications of that blockchain, whether it's in financial services or in other industries. Um, you know, the blockchain is a public ledger where you're able to see all you know, transactions that are being undertaken, whether it's for a, a currency or a token system or whatever it is. And so as Zimbabweans, we should also start looking at how we can adopt that technology, that underlying technology, to fit the context in which we're operating in. 
know, the Zimbabwean case is a very unique case. And so our drive should be looking at how we can adopt, you know, the underlying technologies. It's not just, I heard the other day somebody talking about creating, you know, a Zimbabwean cryptocurrency, which is well and fine. But I think there's more value in understanding the technology and finding ways of applying it in the different spaces that we are trying to build our business. Right. Uh, I mean, obviously, Shinge and I are in the same WhatsApp group because we still are very skeptical about issues of crypto- cryptocurrency. But I mean, hey, this is Zimbabwe. Yeah, this is Zimbabwe. I mean, one of the things, my personal belief is uh, right now, as Zimbabwe, we have a great opportunity mm-hmm. to also touch fine white. Yes, we don't have all the money in the world yes. to invest in everything, right? Yeah. But now, this interest, this knowledge, if you realize as Zimbabweans, we now know a lot more. Yes. Than an ordinary comfortable economy would know, because mm. we we have to know. We have yes. to know. Yes, we've got people in tangible industries mm. and investments. Mm. We've got people in energy. We've got people who are interested in tech, like Takunda. Uh, very, you know, I've known him since I've known him. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's this tech, and then we've got people who are interested in cryptocurrencies so we stand a, a great chance to be a very diverse economy yeah very a true. very very, very true. diverse economy that touches the traditional yeah. old investments yeah. and the new stuff yeah yeah you know and i mean also because of all that um it'll be just nice to know where we're coming from and i would like to understand on just also to hear more on what these gentlemen including our, you also that are listening think where the hindrances are to the economic growth of Zimbabwe. I think the greatest hindrance to our economic growth has been the environment that we have created, uh, which has a lot of inconsistencies and that is riddled in corruption. I personally believe that the biggest contributor to that corruption is the fact that information is not easily accessible. Um, information in this day and world has basically become a currency. A currency uh, that you know those who have exclusive access to it, you know, profit uh, lords, whether it's through legal or illegal means or whatever, and those who are ignorant, those who don't have access to it, um, you know, pay you know for that that relative ignorance through then having to pay bribes and, and go through all these different um, uh, uh, challenges. The biggest hindrance that Zimbabwe has had to its economic growth and economic emancipation has been its politics. Nothing else. It has not been because of the world crisis, it has not been because of a civil war, it has not been because of natural disasters, it has been basically its politics, toxic politics, politics of patronage, politics that have been selfish to the growth of this economy, politics of entitlement, and um, it um, it has really then marginalized uh, the opportunities that uh, a normal Zimbabwean would have had to uh, completely participate in the economic activity of this country. And so, yeah, once that side of things is beginning to solve itself out, then everything is given in Zimbabwe. We actually don't need to know who is in what sort of role in government once the politics are sorted out and that there is rule of law and that there is opportunity available for everyone at an equal opportunity. So that is uh, what is hindered Zimbabwe. It's dirty, brutal, toxic politics. Actually having a very constructive discussion. And obviously corruption in Zimbabwe has played a huge role in just, you know, in our economy in the hindrance in hindrancing growth in our economy in Zimbabwe. And you find that 
most of the times you even have to pay or bribe someone just to get your kid in a class in school and everywhere you go you just need to give someone something and and that's proving you know a, a huge problem you look at schools now uh all schools are open uh-huh. you know schools were taking in people not from their district and now classes are overfilling you've got some classes some classes with over 50 students yeah, yeah. and the school has a problem on their hands and they're still also not uh, you know accepting the problem why they got to that point yes so corruption yes. has affected us and as ordinary people in zimbabwe we've allowed ourselves to be part of it mm-hmm. and that's you know, been the biggest problem in zimbabwe huge problem mm-hmm. not just in it didn't only exist in big offices but also us on the ground and as soon as we're prepared and able as a people to get past that and say you know we want to remove corruption mm-hmm. we will not accept corruption our economy will go in the right direction it will boom like baby booming what's happening what happened in december everyone is pregnant i was pregnant in december they had babies everyone. maybe our economy will what boom. do you mean everyone well, I, I wasn't pregnant <laughs> you were pregnant with the information that you're sharing right now <laughs> moving right along i mean we are just about to close the show but we have such an interesting individual his name is indigo saint he won the best underground zim hip-hop award in 2017 he drops his new single august ahead of his debut album which is coming sometime mid-year we're still yet to get more details so we're just going to preview a little bit into his song august Something rare, something fresh. Come on, bro, taking pain is easy. You just have to imagine that every bruise is a hickey from the universe. And everyone wants to get with the universe. I could have died last August, I could have died last June I popped some pills in July, what would you do if I die? I lost myself last August, I was alone in your room I rolled a blunt and got high, mama I'm not trying to die yet Shit ain't even lying yet, I ain't ready to know these lines yet I ain't told them about these times yet, I swear it's feeling like it's my year yeah. I told him that love is a drug I take him pills and I overdose Taking selfies but she overdose But love lives here Death does too I'm good here Death is too I'm too sincere I hate all the shit that I write I'm weary they writing my way But I hate all the shit that I write Pick the side, I'm picking suicide I'm glad that I'm inside your room tonight I'm trying to get inside your room tonight You're working like I got a suit inside I'm a dog Took the muzzle off But treat all these women like pets All my dogs got the muzzle off But they owe me running like vets Taking shots like a veteran Gold blend got me settling She outside, she's tendering I wrote all these verses to littering Cause I could've died last August Maybe I didn't, I'm back She took 22 in August When I left, I was getting them back But I'm back in my mind, yeah Anxiety made my mind die, yeah Couldn't even write a rhyme, yeah Wow, incredible. I'm looking forward to listening to the entire song. So if you are looking forward to the song, you can find it on Indigo Saint social media platforms. You can follow him on Twitter at Indigo Saint ZW. I think he paid us to do this. But anyway, it's promoting. <laughs> I like how I think he paid us to do this and the song just cuts. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's promoting Zimbabwean talent. And um, talking about talent, do you remember a gentleman called Tamba Woga? Who used to sing, <laughs> uh, Land 
reform jingles uh, Kirambai Makashinga, Sendekera, which clogged Zimbabwean radio and TV stations and ran up to, you know, to the 2002 elections. So he's now a bitter man and he's saying that he was never paid for that and doing all that noise. I mean, he polluted our... Yeah, but now this is a dude who was living comfortably <laughs> at the time. I remember Xavier Kasukuere paid that dude a two hundred thousand Zim dollars at the time uh-huh. to just perform a song agreement again, again and a again. They get, time. It was on repeat. It, it, it was like a, this small fire rally that they uh-huh. or color that they had, and this guy performs the song and Xavier Kasukuere is elated and says, "I'll pay two hundred thousand dollars." And people didn't have money then. Yeah, and we were struggling. Was, and also because now look at this, it's a jingle. He was yeah. doing jingles. Once something certified it's a jingle, a song though, you don't get royalties. Yeah. You get that once of payment. If you got two hundred dollars payment, that was it. That was what he was paid for the jingle. Why is he complaining now? Because it's now like the rest of us. Uh, yes, he could have had an album instead that was targeted at that, and then he was going to make more money. He was going to be endorsed by the huh. then government. Yeah, that, that, that dude. I mean, he was used. He was. He allowed himself <laughs> to. You know, uh, praise uh-huh. uh, the, the 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 elite at the time, and yes. they abused him. Shame, poor little uh, boy, shame. poor child. But he says he can't. He couldn't even afford to take his kids to school. Uh, but anyway, in <laughs> other news, you know, the president of Zimbabwe, Emerson Dambuzomnangagwa, is now on Twitter and Facebook, which is mm. a good stride when we're talking about uh, technology. We're keeping up with <laughs> the technology. <laughs> um, you know, he opened a Twitter account and a, and a Facebook account, and he was verified immediately. Soon after opening, and, this after um, Twitter closed down verification. Uh, and, and you know because you can't apply anymore, so I, I think they picked him up and they verified him. I mean, like we need to verify this dude. We need to verify. But let's talk about the video because he did videos for Facebook and on Twitter where he was announcing that hi, this is the president and the legit. What, what, what. No, let's <laughs> talk about the the lembus, the cloth <laughs> on the sofa. <laughs> like what happened to leather sofas nowadays? Like yo, dude, get an interior deck. It's like it was in a dingy place. <laughs> like that thing that you said with our embassies, that's exactly. So you see, we we need that rebranding. We need the rebranding because I could see. I looked at the video. I'm like, okay, we're igno- we're, we're very excited, but we're ignoring this whole chaos and chaotic things that are happening. Anyway, we just have to let you go. And thank you so much for joining us on the Gilmore T Vibe here on Clit Central. Please. Continue exchanging dialogue with us on our social media platforms. The hashtag is GTEEVibe and tweet me at GilmoreTEE and at CliffCentral.com and also at Umelapi. Would love to hear your thoughts on these and many stories. Please live lots, love lots, and be a blesser. Until next week, 1 p.m. Friday, God bless. This is CliffCentral.com.